Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in Friday edition Outkick the Coverage. I hope you are having a great day wherever you are. Yesterday's show, I'm not sure I've gotten more positive feedback in a long time than from our discussion about Drew Brees. We took calls, we debated, we discussed. And over the course of the day, after Drew Brees apologized, everybody weighed in, I spent time last night sitting around thinking about where we are right now as a country and how it impacts the world of sports. And every now and then I come on and I preach and I create what I would call a grand theory that unites several different disparate threads. And so right now I'm going to talk about Drew Brees, the coronavirus, and the protests, police shootings, riots situation that have been going on and how I see them all interconnected. And I think if you keep an open mind and you follow me along here, you're going to see how these threads dovetail. And I'm going to start in the world of sports with Drew Brees. Okay? I have been preaching on this show for the past couple of weeks something that matters to me a great deal. And it is the difference between a fact and an opinion. We all should be entitled to our own opinions, but we are all not entitled to our own facts. 
And so, Drew Brees' opinion on the national anthem, which we are going to play again for you right here, along with the question that was surrounding it, I want you to listen to this, and then I want you to follow me along as I build a grand theory connecting all of these different threads, the coronavirus, the protests, the riots, and Drew Brees. But first of all, Drew Brees was asked about standing for the anthem, and he said this. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that, and of course you're such a leader in the league. Uh, What is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. Okay, that's Drew Brees' response. Yesterday, before he apologized, I pointed out that to me there was nothing remotely controversial about what he said. Moreover, I thought he was very, very smart in the way he answered a question that he wasn't anticipating. One of the things that you learn when you do live radio and you do live television is there are some people who are really good on a script. We call them in television glass readers. That's the teleprompter. You put that in the teleprompter, they can read it and look great on television while they do it. As soon as something new happens, they have no idea. If the teleprompter goes off, you can see a frozen panic come over their face. It's like, oh no, now I have to ad lib. There are great extemporaneous actors. There are people who are great at reacting on the fly. And then there are people who are performers. If you give them a script, they can deliver it. I'm not a script guy. I do... Roughly five hours a day of live radio or television with almost not a single note in front of me for all five hours. I can't tell you the next word that's going to come out of my mouth every time, but I know that I have a destination. And what I find is there are many people out there who are very good in media at being glass readers. But when they're confronted with a new situation, 
you know you're not going to get anything unique from them. Worst of all, they're afraid. They put their finger up in the air. They see which way the air is moving, which way everything is going, and then they try to find themselves in the position that creates the least possible notice. They don't stand for anything. They will get blown over by the softest breeze. There are lots of people that agree with me that are total wusses about it. There are also a lot of people that disagree with me but stand their ground and argue their points. In my experience, I have more respect for people who will stand up for what they believe in even if I disagree with them than I do for the people who blow along in the breeze and try to get along and avoid creating any kind of stir by ever standing for anything. I respect people who have spines. I think people who do not have spines are, frankly, pretty much worthless because they're like dandelions in the breeze. They'll go wherever the wind takes them, okay? Drew Brees, to me, should have never apologized. He said what he believed. He explained why he believes standing for the national anthem, which I happen to agree with, matters. And he should have stuck to it. But instead, what happened was Drew Brees' opinion was attacked. And until he changed his opinion, he was not allowed to be respected by the blue checkmark brigade on Twitter who is always for free speech as long as that free speech agrees with them. This is important, and it's something that most people miss. Most people in America are for free speech from athletes or anyone else as long as it is speech they agree with. Oh, it's so brave of you to to use your platform for something that matters. If Colin Kaepernick had come out against gay marriage and taken a knee during the national anthem while playing for the San Francisco 49ers, they would have demanded in San Francisco the blue check marks that Colin Kaepernick not be allowed to play for the 49ers anymore. They sit around and they argue that they appreciate his willingness to take a stand, but what they're really saying is, I appreciate his willingness to take a stand for something that I believe in. What's unique about me is I'm a First Amendment absolutist. I believe everybody has the right to their opinion, but I don't necessarily believe you have the right to make your opinion and keep your job at work in uniform. Okay? That's an important distinction between Kaepernick and others. Now, Drew Brees was bullied by an online social media mob into walking back in many ways his opinions so that he issued an apology. This is important, okay? This is an important distinction. There is a big difference between I disagree with you and making the argument for why you disagree with me. There are lots of you out there listening to me every day, who disagree with a large variety of my opinions. That's perfectly healthy. There is not, however, a healthy part of the discussion when the argument becomes, I disagree with you and you don't have the right to have your job anymore. 
And I'm talking about Drew Brees, but I could just as easily be talking about Facebook conversations that you've seen, Twitter interactions that you have seen, maybe text messages that you have been on with coworkers or friends where people disagree. Maybe you've been out to dinner and this has happened. Where people disagree and a healthy disagreement spreads into, I disagree with you and I'm going to personally attack you. I'm going to try to cancel you. You don't have a job anymore. That's what I believe was in danger of happening to Drew Brees because that's the culture we've created in social media. Disagreement is healthy. I said yesterday, and some of you were like, whoa. I said yesterday, the two biggest mistakes that have been made in my life are, in my opinion, by the government. The coronavirus shutdown, which is still going on, and the Iraq war. Now, the Iraq war happened a long time ago, but the important thing about both of those is they were bipartisan. There was a uniform agreement, by and large, that we should go to war with Iraq, and there was a uniform agreement, by and large, that we should shut down the country. Both of those things were wrong. I'm not going to re-legislate or re-litigate the Iraq war, but we're still in the middle of the coronavirus. My Big Ten brethren listening to me right now in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Minnesota, in Illinois, There is no reason under the sun that y'all should still be locked down. Zero. The evidence is clear. The states that have opened up have not seen a spike. You can't hide from the virus forever. The numbers are not going to change substantially if you go back to work and you go get your haircut. Remember when the governor of Pennsylvania was upset because Ben Roethlisberger got a haircut? You're going to be fine. Same thing in California. The data does not reflect we got open casinos in Vegas. We got people playing in parties in Lake of the Ozarks. By the way, no infections coming out of there, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. We got Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Universal Studios, Legoland, all those places opening soon down in Florida. You can go to an amusement park. You can go to a casino. You can go to a sporting event in Texas. And those places are all doing fine. And yet, in many parts of the Big Ten country, and in the state of California, for example, and I know there are other states as well, you guys are still locked down. It's totally nonsensical. Why did that happen? Because we insisted on one opinion. Because people who had differing opinions about any kind of decision as it came to the lockdown were shouted down online by a large collection of blue checkmark liberal brigade members And as a result, even though we've got Republicans and Democrats who are ostensibly two parties who stand for two different things, we rushed into a really bad decision that has now cost 42 million people their jobs. We voluntarily created the Great Depression in this country in the space of about two and a half months. I don't see that as partisan. I don't see that as political. Republicans and Democrats failed us. Our democratic process failed us because of what I think was coming out of social media. An insistence on commonality of opinion. You have to believe that if you leave your house, you are going to kill someone. I'm going to take a picture of you if I see you walking around with a mask off. I'm going to take a picture of you if I see you trying to eat in a restaurant. 
if I see you standing too close to your neighbors having a beer in the evening, I'm going to report you to the police. Those are all things that were going on. If you've got a kid and you try to take him to an uh, to a uh, to a, a park, if you try to put him on a swing set and push him, I'm going to call the police on you. That was all things that were happening in this country and may still in some states be happening because we insisted on unanimity of opinion when it came to the coronavirus and we didn't listen by and large to a lot of skeptics out there who said what has now been proven to be true, this virus is not deadly to children, we should keep them in school, this virus is in no way dangerous by and large to young healthy people, this virus is not deadly to college kids, this virus is supremely dangerous in nursing homes. What we needed to do and what we knew since February because of the outbreak we saw in the state of Washington was lock down nursing homes, tell people who are elderly or have suppressed immune systems to not get out and about and tell everybody else to continue on with their life. If that had happened, we would be in a much better place as a country than we are right now. We insisted on unanimity of opinion. We didn't look at the facts. I'm seeing the same thing happen surrounding the protest. Now look, I've got a crazy idea. I believe in everyone's right to protest, whether they are protesting the lockdown in Michigan or the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. I am a First Amendment absolutist. I believe in robust and uninhibited debate because I think the marketplace of ideas is how we reach the best possible conclusion. But the marketplace of ideas requires that everyone be involved. And it requires that we not create situations where only one opinion is allowed. And right now on social media, police are under siege. I got a crazy idea. I believe that the vast majority of police do an incredible job. I also believe that some imp- some police make mistakes and do bad jobs. I believe that protesters have the right to call attention to injustice or shutdowns or anything else that they believe is flawed in the democratic system. But that requires robust, uninhibited debate, not uniformity of opinion. Uniformity of opinion scares me. When you look at the protests that are going on right now, I think almost everybody out there would say that protesters have a right to protest. And I think most people would say that most police are good. I really do believe that. That's not what you see on social media. You see what I'm reading from right now is the myth of systemic police racism. This is an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday. I tweeted it out. You can go read it. I talk about the importance of facts. I read a lot of opinions from a lot of variety of sources. The two that I read every day are the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal because they have different ways of looking at the world. This is, this article, The Myth of Systemic Police Racism, is filled with one truth bomb after another. But I'm just going to read you about two paragraphs, okay? Here are facts. In 2018, the latest year for which such data has been made public, 
African-Americans made up 53% of known homicide offenders in the U.S. and committed about 60% of robberies, though they are 13% of the population. That means for everybody out there per capita, that means that if black people are 13% of the population, they are committing 53% of all homicides. That is wildly out of whack relative to the overall population. And by the way, most of those homicide victims are black. More details. In 2018, there were 7,407 black homicide victims. Assuming a comparable, comparable number of victims last year, the nine unarmed victims of police shootings in America. This is what's happened last year in 2019. There were nine black people who were unarmed that were shot and killed by police. 19 white people, six Hispanic people, by the way. And to put that into perspective, unarmed doesn't mean without danger. You can be driving a car and trying to hit a police officer and be unarmed. You can be choking someone else to death and be unarmed. You can be trying to take a police officer's gun and being unarmed. But it only happened nine times in all of 2019. And if the black victims of police shootings represent 0.1% of all African Americans killed in 2019. Let me repeat that. 0.1%. 0 0.1%. 99.9% of all black people who were killed in 2019, the police had nothing to do with. By contrast, and this is a stat that is going to blow people's minds, by contrast, a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. This is from the myth of systemic police racism. Now, those are facts that I just shared with you. Facts from the Wall Street Journal Wednesday edition. Okay. Those can be uncomfortable facts, but they are facts that exist in our country. If we want to systemically address issues in our country, they require us to have legitimate debates and conversations and not immediately try to cancel people who challenge our feelings or hurt our feelings by sharing facts with us. What I have always pledged to you on this show is I'm going to treat you all with respect. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, male, female. But we need to have in this country and certainly on this show a baseline level of facts that are important that inform our debates on all issues. What I have seen happen is... We are confusing facts and opinions and insisting that anyone who has a different opinion with us or shares an uncomfortable fact with us is not entitled to do so. It is my argument that the height of significant debate in this country requires that we agree on a common set of facts. Even if those facts, as some may be the case that I just read to you, can make you uncomfortable. Even if my facts on the coronavirus upset some people because they know someone who got sick or someone who died. It is unfortunate that individuals are ever dealing with injustice or sickness 
or any sort of challenge in life, but it happens all the time. The way to make smart public policy decisions is not to entirely embrace emotion and insist that everyone else has to validate our emotions. There are many times, I bet every man out there listening to me right now, has dealt with a situation, and there's probably a lot of women who have dealt with it too, in your lives where you are arguing as husband and wives, as boyfriend and girlfriend. How often do you hear a situation that devolves into an argument over someone's feelings and you question whether those feelings are legitimate. Let me tell you a story. My wife's going to get upset with me, but usually she doesn't listen to the show. Whenever my wife complains about something, she says, you always X. It doesn't matter what X is, but I always do it in her mind. And the first thing that I respond when she says, you always do X, I say, okay, You've got this individual circumstance. Tell me another time that I've done it exactly like this. And she gets mad a lot of times because I'll stump her, right? I'm like, you just told me that I always do this. And I'm not talking about something simple like forget to put the laundry away or leave dirty dishes in the sink or something like that. I do always do that. I'm sorry. I apologize on behalf of husbands everywhere. But most of the time, I'm not doing the things that I do wrong in an effort whether she believes it or not, to aggravate my wife. Let me tell you another example. Well, let me finish that first analogy. And so when I say, give me specific circumstances that directly implicate what you are saying when you're telling me I always do X, most of the time it falls apart. Because the argument is not based most of the time on any long-range failure, although there are several, but is instead based on one particular incident that she is mad about at that particular moment in time. And so, the larger context here is we have created a universe, and the reason why I'm bringing that up, that argument is, she's saying, you don't respect my feelings in essence. And I'm saying, well, in order for me to 100% respect your feelings, you need to bring facts to support the underlying feelings that you are arguing I should feel. I'm a logic and facts guy. And sometimes that upsets people because a lot of people who talk on the radio are all emotion. They'll come on and they'll scream at you and they'll yell at you. And when you ultimately go back and unpack what they said, it might be entertaining, but it's like a cotton candy. You eat it and then it just disappears. They're like, well, that kind of tasted good, but where did it go? You ever eat cotton candy? That's what a lot of people in sports media do. They give you cotton candy. You put it in your mouth, and you're sitting there for a minute, and you're like, this tastes pretty good, and then it just goes away. Like, did my body just absorb that cotton candy? And I ain't saying anything's wrong with cotton candy, by the way. You know who the first guy to stand up and order cotton candy when he's at games? My kids don't even like cotton candy. I'm sitting over there with a huge pile of cotton candy. But there's no substance to the argument. Opinions require facts to substantiate them. And it seems to me very often what is happening in this country today, whether it's with Drew Brees, whether it's with the coronavirus, whether it's with everything surrounding protests and riots and everything else, is people find opinions 
that support their opinions, but very rarely actually find facts to support their opinions. And I want to close out this open, because I'm fired up right now. I want to close out this open with this analogy, which I think will bring it home for you. And I've been trying to use it, but I just wanted to keep drilling it into your head for you to think about it. Tom Brady is now the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, I don't believe, is going to win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Okay? That is my opinion. If I follow that by saying, so you can agree or disagree with that opinion. I would bet 25% of you disagree. I would bet about 75% of you agree with me. That would be my rough approximation. Okay? If I followed that statement up, which 75% of you agree with, if I follow that up with, Tom Brady's not going to win a Super Bowl this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he's never been to the Super Bowl before. And so I don't think he's going to do it this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 75% of you may still agree with my opinion, but you should trust me a lot less because you should know that Tom Brady has been denying Super Bowls and that he's won six of them. I've still given you the same opinion But without a factual basis to support that opinion, you should listen to me and trust me less. I'm going to give you a lot of opinions on this show. As I like to say, the First Amendment is alive and well on OutKick. You are certainly alive and well to be able to react to as many of my opinions as you could possibly want to react to. But what I would ask is, build your opinions on facts. I can say, even though Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls and been to nine, I don't believe he's going to win a Super Bowl this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when I say that, that is a complete argument, which might even have facts that don't support my argument, but should make you trust me more because I got it right. I don't worry about whether you like me. I worry about whether you trust me. Trust matters to me. More now than ever in the media. And I hope you saw those threads all connect with Drew Brees, with the coronavirus, and with uh, the, the, the protests going on right now. Everybody doesn't have to agree with you on every single thing. In fact, if they did, it would be downright scary because we wouldn't be living in America. We'd be living in North Korea. I'm Clay Travis. This is OutKick. Appreciate all of you hanging with us on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly 
O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Choose and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we, I, I, I went. I got so fired up that we had a huge opening segment there, um, and so as we unpack everything, I think some people say like, "Okay, what's the answer?" The answer is for me almost always more debate. Less, I disagree with you, and you shouldn't be able to have that opinion anymore, or less, I disagree with you, and you are insert insult here and more of okay let's go back to the facts and let's consider why those facts might exist as they do right 
This is one of the things that troubles me so much about Republicans and Democrats and independents and everybody else. People decide what they believe, and then they go look for evidence to support that. Well, there are 327 million of us in this country. If there are 327 million of us in this country, and everybody has a phone, there's evidence for pretty much everything that you believe, good or bad, going on in this country right now. And so picking and choosing, and you see it now with the protest, right? You can pick or choose whatever narrative you want to believe. Police are awful. There are bad police. Protesters are awful and all rioters. There are protesters who turn into rioters. Protesters are uh, all saints. There are protesters who are saints. The human experience is wide and varied And to my experience, very rarely connected to identifying beliefs, right? Or identifying figures. Your race to me doesn't define what you should believe or should not believe. Your sex to me does not define what you should or should not believe. Everyone should use their rational thought to come to their own opinions. But that rational thought should be predicated in some way on facts not just on feelings, because feelings are impossible to disprove. I can't tell you that you are wrong to feel the way that you do, right? That is your personal feelings. I can tell you whether a fact is true or false. That's why it's a fact. If you come to me and you say, man, I'm, I'm so sad today. I said, why? You said, because it's 34 degrees and I want it to snow, but it's not going to snow. But may- maybe it will. Maybe it'll snow at 34 degrees and we'll get 10 inches of snow. I say, man, and that could be my kid. You know what? I'm with you. I understand that you want to get out of school for a snow day. If it's going to be 34 degrees, I can factually tell you that we're not going to get 10 inches of snow. It's not going to be cold enough. 32 degrees, water freezes. Man, I'm driving up to Michigan where my wife's family's from. I'm nervous about getting uh, caught in some ice. What's temperature going to be? 44 degrees. Probably not very likely you're going to run into ice. And I'm not a meteorologist, so there's probably somebody out there. Well, actually, there's always a well actually guy. Well, actually, if the surface temperature is different than, yeah, okay, maybe there's sleet. Maybe there's freezing rain. Maybe there's a wintry mix. The point is facts can be proven. Feelings cannot. And so if you're asking me to look to something, I'm going to look to something that I can verify to be true or not. And maybe I'm a little bit unique in the way I think about this because this is what being a lawyer is. I can't tell you the number of times as a lawyer I heard, this is the story. And then I went and I did my own investigation and I found out that the story wasn't at all what I had been told. And I also found out that there is very real, very rarely one version of a story, right? Everybody has their own version, and some people believe things without trying to lie that are not true. And so ultimately, the goal of anyone, I believe, should be to drill down to the facts and get to the essence of what is true or not. A fact can be proven, which is why I say we're all entitled to our own opinions, We're not all entitled to our own facts. 
don't try and go just find whatever social video is going viral to justify your worldview. Do deeper digging. Look for actual truth. I'm going to keep unpacking this when we come back to close out the hour. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick, the coverage. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports the way tire buying should be. Worse than, we talked a lot in this hour about Drew Brees and about the coronavirus and about protests. And I think one of the worst things that goes on right now is when people say, your facts make me uncomfortable. It's like a record scratch moment for me. It's not my fault that facts make you uncomfortable. We should unpack why the actual facts make you uncomfortable. Oftentimes, facts make people uncomfortable because it makes them challenge their existing worldview. I change my opinions somewhat regularly as new information comes in. I'll give you an example of an opinion I changed in sports. I believed that college kids should have to stay for three years at least, in college football before they went into the NFL draft. I believed that for years. And then Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina tore up. I watched him play as a freshman. Carried the ball 40 times for 200 yards in the swamp against the Florida Gators. Put South Carolina into the SEC championship game. Only time they've been there. Now, I believe they got whipped by Auburn, but the important thing is they got there. They got there because of Marcus Lattimore. He was ready to go pro at 18 years old after his freshman year if he had wanted to do so. Then he came back for his sophomore year. He tore up his right knee. He came back for his junior year. He tore up his left knee. He never played a snap in the NFL. This was a guy who could have had all-pro NFL running back capability, and he never really made a dollar off of that talent because NCAA rules required him to stay for three years before he goes pro. Now, I don't know that Marcus Lattimore would have left. Sorry, NFL rules required him. I don't know if Marcus Lattimore would have wanted to leave after his freshman year. But he should have had the right to leave after his freshman year. And the fact that he didn't is, I believe, fundamentally wrong. And so since I saw what happened to Marcus Lattimore, I have been on the, of the opinion that age restrictions are fundamentally un-American in sports. I don't know the perfect answer, but I think once you reach 18 years old, if we're willing to give you a gun and let you walk around in a foreign country and get shot at, you should have the ability and the right to make a living as a football player or a baseball player or a hockey player or a basketball player or tennis player, golfer, whatever it is. Football right now is the only sport that doesn't allow you to do that, and it's the sport where athletes get hit and hurt most significantly and most often. And so that is a situation where my mind is open to the idea that I need to change it. Lawyers have to think like this all the time because every case requires that we adjust our thinking to advocate for our client the most aggressively and to the best level that we can. 
I have represented murderers. I have represented people charged with sexual assault. I have represented people charged with domestic assault. I have represented drug dealers. One of the things you have to become comfortable with is your own discomfort. Being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. It often means that you're challenging your way of thinking. I want to be uncomfortable every day on some level with my thinking because only then can I be confident enough in my opinions to be able to share them publicly with everyone and have them picked apart. I always say, I'm not worried about anybody arguing against my opinions because I've thought them through so well that I think I could argue the other side of my opinions better than almost anyone who disagrees with me. That's also what a lawyer has to do. You have to be able to argue both directions. I hope you have enjoyed this discussion about Drew Brees, about the coronavirus, about protest, and about how I see they are all connected. In hour two, we will be joined by Frank Isola. I'll dive into the NBA returning. We will discuss that. It'll be much less theoretical, but probably a lot less elucidating for many of you as well, but we're still going to have a good time. It's sports after all. Welcome back, NBA. We'll talk about it next on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Outkick, the coverage. Hope you enjoyed the first hour of the program. If you missed it, make sure you go download it and uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything. We are coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. I appreciate all of you uh, hanging out with me here on Outkick, which is the... uh, First Amendment is alive and well, as always. You can always react to me at Clay Travis. Uh, a lot of times we take calls. We've been taking calls a lot this week. We're going to be joined by Frank Isola uh, here momentarily. But uh, big news in terms of the return of sports is that the NBA is now got a plan in place that would theoretically allow them to return. Now, we talked a lot about it this week. And personally, I think the NBA right now is implementing a policy that would have made sense in April – and it's not going to go into place until nearly August. And what I mean by that is we've got casinos open in Vegas. We have and around the country. We've got casinos open in Vegas and around the country. We've got amusement parks opening all over the country, uh, but in particular in Florida. I got a notification the other day that Dollywood is going to be opening here soon in Tennessee, my home state. I'm going to take my kids there. Uh, we're going to go up to the Smoky Mountains. We're going to spend a, a weekend at some point in June. And I'm going to take my kids and we're going to go to amusement parks. Uh, I live my life without fear from the coronavirus, as I would encourage you guys to be doing as well. I'm more troubled and have been for a long time about the 42 million people who are unemployed because of the coronavirus than I am by the coronavirus itself. Okay, that is my opinion that is supported by factual data. But the NBA, this 22 team plan is a little bit messy to start with. And then you get into the actual postseason, and when the playoffs start, it's going to be so strange because really there's no point at all in the seeding. I mean, I know that the better teams are going to be theoretically playing the worst teams, but there's zero home court advantage. 
So the entire purpose of the regular season is kind of eliminated, and it's effectively almost like an NCAA tournament, except it's not an NCAA tournament. It's still a best four out of seven. And I say it's like an NCAA tournament because there's really, I mean, this is more of a tournament the way it's going to be played than it is the regular season. Does that make sense? And so I do understand that there's going to be an argument of, oh, there's an asterisk uh, uh, connected to whoever wins a championship this year. I'm not going to buy into that so much, and I give the credit to the NBA for getting back, but I just think they're getting back way too late. They should have been playing, in my opinion, during the month of June right now. They should be going. They should have been in training camp in May, but I don't even understand why they're not going straight into camp right now. They know what their plan is. Why are they going to wait weeks to implement that plan when in theory by Monday, why couldn't they be all in camp starting to get back in shape and start playing at the beginning of July at the latest? And so when you say, well, why would you want to start at the beginning of July? The answer is so that I could be finished before almost all of the NFL season started. As a sports fan, I think we're going to have a cornucopia of sporting excess when we actually get to uh, the, the the real part of the seasons going again, which I believe will be in July, right? I think everybody will be basically back up and running MLS, NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA. All of it will be roaring by the time we get to July, And I think we'll have sports all the way through. We're talking already about crowds coming back and what that's going to look like. All of those things are going to be great. But I think the NBA is going to look particularly out of sorts when they are playing with no fans present. And less than a mile away, there's tens of thousands of people at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. And everybody's going to be in SeaWorld and in Legoland And they're going to be at Universal Studios Hollywood hanging out with Harry Potter World. And there are going to be huge crowds of people in all those places. And there's going to be no one at all to speak of in the larger community around the NBA games. And I just don't think that makes sense. That's why I've been saying for a while, as interesting and entertaining as I think this will be, I do think there's a mess associated with the way that they have chosen to put their league together. And I don't know that it makes sense for everybody to need to be at Disney World. I think it would be easier to just have teams playing in their hometowns and then it's relatively easy to get around. And I understand, uh, you know, in general how it's set up in terms of people being able to react to, oh, we don't want people to be on the road, we don't want them traveling and everything else. But from... Mid-July until mid-October, living in a hotel is a long time to be doing that. And I know you can bring your families in off and on, but it still seems a little bit strange to me. And I understand that people are in military and that they have to consider that a lot of people travel for work and all those different things. But I don't know why you wouldn't just use the home gyms. I really don't. And then go to a 2-3-2 schedule to help limit how much travel is actually going on. We'll talk about this with Frank Isola next. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Appreciate you hanging out with us, Frank, uh, at the Frank Isola on Twitter. You can read him at The Athletic, listen to him on SiriusXM or this program. You can also watch him on ESPN. Big news everybody is talking about. The NBA is finally on its way back. Uh, it's going to take a while, July 31st, to actually get back. 
Uh, what do you think of the Disney World plan? What do you think about playing all the way into October? You've been covering the NBA for a long time. How would you assess this plan, its potential uh, positives and pratfalls? One thing I do like, Clay, is I do like the fact that they didn't do the 1 through 16. This is an abnormal year all the way around for everybody in this country, in the world, and certainly for the NBA. So I wouldn't have tried any gimmicks. I understand the 22 teams because those other teams, uh, whether it's Sacramento, Portland, New Orleans, Phoenix, in theory, have a chance to get into either the eighth or ninth spot. You know, I think if Zion Williamson and New Orleans were eighth, would they be having this? <laughs> would they be sending all those teams down there? I'm not so sure about that. It seems to be a bit of a waste of time for Washington to go down there. But there's no other way to look at it. By the time the season starts up, this will be the longest off season since the lockout year of 99. I mean, you know, the players will have been off since March 11. So it's going to be odd. I know that the NBA will do a good job down in Orlando dressing it up. But I know this too, Clay. I've spoken to coaches on teams around the league. There's, there are some players who their families are not that thrilled about them going down there. So when you get close to it, I wonder who's going to be the player on a, on a team to stand up and say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going down there. Because I have a feeling that, this, that that could happen. Remember, if you send 16 teams down there, it's fewer players, fewer tests that you need. Now it's 22, so you need more hotel rooms, the whole thing. So I think it's, it's still a little complicated. It's also going to think, uh, and I've been on this for a while, but I'm curious what you think. It also is going to look strange, I think. This feels to me like an April plan that's basically being implemented in August. And what I mean by that yeah. is the Vegas casinos are open now, right? If you're on the Strip, if you want to go into Vegas, if you're in L.A. and you're like, man, I'm driven insane by this lockdown, you can get on, the, get in your car, hop a flight, get to Vegas. It's going to feel very similar in Vegas to what it has before. If you are on the East Coast and you're like, man, I really am feeling stressed, you get down to Florida – you can go to Legoland. You can go to Universal Studios. You can go to SeaWorld. Like, normal family Florida vacations and normal adult fun in Vegas is at least in some way back. It's going to feel strange, I think, that the NBA first is not playing in June or basically all of July. By the time they come back on July 31st, I think there's going to feel a little bit like a record scratch moment where you're like, wait, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot are open but you can't even watch a basketball game and they're all playing in this bubble-like environment, I think it's going to end up looking pretty strange in two months, basically, when they actually start playing. I, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And, you know, the, the fact that you know, six weeks ago we had Mark Cuban saying, I think it's early, you know, they're saying early June, but I'm going to bet the other. I think we'll be back yeah. by the end of May. And it's just like the NBA just keep, keeps kicking the stone down the road. Again, they have an advantage over baseball. Baseball hasn't started their season yet, and I think the NBA, their big thing is starting the uh, 2021 season right around Christmas time, so they feel they have some room to play with, but it seems like they probably could have had this started up a little bit sooner. I mean, remember, it wasn't that long ago, Claire, that they were saying, like, July 4th weekend yeah. was when they were looking at games started, but now, and now you could be playing a uh, uh, game 7 on October 12th, which would mean that if you if there is a game seven in the NBA Finals, two of the teams will get there relatively early July, and they will then spend three and a half months yeah down in Orlando at Disney. Now I had to, I said that on my radio show, and somebody said, "Oh, guys get deployed in the military." No, no, I'm not. 
being in the military is a lot more important, and they do a more important job than the NBA. I'm just saying from what we're used to in the NBA, maybe a team has like a 11 or 12 game, a 12 day road trip. Nobody has a three and a half month uh, trip right. where they're away. That it's it's you know it's not uh, common. This has never happened before, but it's it's going to seem it's going to seem real lot. Maybe we'll be at a point. Clay, I know you're, you're always trying to be optimistic about the coronavirus. Maybe we'll be at a point. Maybe by September, everything's opened up and they have a vaccine. Maybe they, they then could play. They could just go back to playing in arenas. So I think that's going to happen. No, but, you know, it, it's so far down the road. It's, we're still essentially two months from the thing starting up. Yeah, well, what's also interesting is in the state of Florida, they're talking about NASCAR having crowds in June. The state of Texas, and by the way, next week we are scheduled to have the governor of Texas on with us, is now allowing 25% capacity for games in the state of Texas. So as you look forward by the 1st of August, which is effectively when the NBA is going to be going again, I think many parts of this country are going to be wide open, and I think there will be crowds at most NFL and college football games. What exactly those will look like remains to be seen. But I think this idea of the NBA being in a co- sort of a quarantine bubble is going to look more and more foreign if you watch an NFL game and there are crowds in the, in the stands and then you watch an NBA game and it's basically an empty gym. Yeah, and I like the humble brag by you saying you're going to have the Texas governor on. I think yeah. you the Florida governor on. You uh, travel. You travel in the in big circles. You know, well, the show too, the show that. is growing, Frank. It's it's, it's impressive. Like uh, we, well, I we know you, the... you'll be you'll be dumping me pretty soon. That's how it, we'll, that's we'll have. We uh, <laughs> well, we'll know it. We'll know it's a big deal when the president comes on. That that that'll be the uh, that'll be the next step. Was uh, <laughs> is that we get the governors of the big states and some of them will come on. So we've got in Florida. We're going to have Texas. Uh, I tried to get New York and California. I don't know if they'll ever come on, but I'm trying to be fair to uh, to everybody. I think, I mean, the, and by the way, people out there who are like, why, you know, what's the point there? I think, New, and I'm curious, I bet you agree, New York, California, Texas, and Florida as the four biggest states in the country, I think have the most impact on what sports will look like. And therefore, their governors have the most impact in terms of returning sports on a state level. Would you agree with that in general? I, I do, and I also think with a guy like Andrew Cuomo, who's a huge sports fan, so you have that tie-in. He's, I, yeah. I, mean, I would think he's going to try to run for president, maybe at some point, in, uh, yeah, twenty twenty-four. Exactly. So that that would be that would be a pretty good get for you. But uh, getting back to the thing about the the fans, how about what Gene Smith, the um, athletic director of Ohio State, said? You know, they, you know, that's one of those places. They have a hundred thousand seat stadium. Yeah. And he wants people in there. They were saying maybe we could let 20,000 in. I think it's funny. Who's going to be the special 20,000? Oh, it's going to be a mess for the ticket, for the ticket deciders. Yeah. But also, too, like, I don't know. Like, are we, let's face it. Everyone, it seems like we've forgotten about social distancing this week. Like, how would you herd 20,000 into a stadium and then get them back out in a social distancing kind of way? That part's going to be complicated. I just think. There's a guy that lives on the block with me. He's a big donor for uh, Villanova. You know, uh, you know when, when yeah. Villanova was making their run to the national championship, he's like sitting right behind the bench. He's one of these big wheeler dealers. He, he's got a place in Florida. I saw him two weeks ago. <laughs> he was driving. He stopped, pulls me over, and like I have like a bandana that I use as, like as a mask. I only use it when yeah. I get near people or whatever. But he says, man, it's so much different up here. I remember in Florida. It's every, everything in Florida is fine. Up here, everything's yeah. crazy. I said, yeah, it's been, it's been treated a little bit differently 
up in the Northeast. That's why I think by you, I think probably every school at Vanderbilt will be playing. Yeah, it might be. In, in all honesty, I, you know, I went down to Florida for the month of May, basically, uh, and and I you know spend a decent amount of time down there. I love it down on the the Gulf Coast. And you would think everything is completely normal. I'm here in Nashville, uh, and everything is completely normal. Like yesterday, I went to the gym. I went out to dinner uh, in a restaurant with my family. Uh, everything was completely normal, right? And so I feel like much of it is geographic uncertainty. And, and I know there are people listening to us right now who are in your state of New York and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Illinois and California to a large extent too. And what is wild to them has to be Vegas is open and amusement yeah. parks are open in certain parts of the country. And yet I saw the other day where you were just now able to go get a haircut in Illinois and you got to be like, wait yeah. a minute, you know, like uh, <laughs> what kind of world can you get hair? You can't get haircuts in New York. Can you, or can you? Nope. Not, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's like an, uh, we're like another maybe ten days away. But okay, think about this with every with all the craziness that's happened in this country over the past week. You know, there's been these like you know incredible scenes of police talking with protest. It's always in the daytime. Police talking to protesters, and there was one police sergeant in New York who you know really kind of resonates with with all people, and he was yeah. you know having a long conversation with protesters. Then like he got on his knees with like a bunch of the protesters. They were all holding hands, and then when they were done, he was like hugging everybody. Listen, it was a great moment, but it's also like, wait, hang on a second. We've been, we've been told now for how, for how long we shouldn't be doing this stuff. It was, yeah, like, well, uh, also, it, it was a mean, nice moment, but now, now what? Yeah, well, so you, I, I'm, I'm correct about this, right? You have former New York City cops in your family? Yeah, my, my father was a New York City cop, yeah. Okay, so when you, uh, when you look around, so we've talked a lot about cops and like how hard they work and everything else. And I've made the argument, I bet you're going to agree with me here. You can both, and, and, and this is one of the things that frustrates me about the toxicity of social media. And people still used to talk about how sports talk radio was toxic uh, back in the day. And so I understand every, every medium has critics, right? I'm sure back in the day when television started, in fact, I know moms were like, oh, it's going to rot your brain. I know when I was growing up and video games were just getting started, that was going to rot your brains. Now yeah. we worry about iPads. Like every new technology we worry is going to ruin the world. But... I do feel as if um, social media leads to side-taking, right? That's what resonates there. And taking a side is fine, but it also leads to the other side is awful. And so I've been talking a lot about this on the show, and I I think it will connect with you as well. You can simultaneously support the right of people to protest injustice or anything, in that in the world, right? As a First Amendment absolutist yep. like I am, I think that it's the most powerful and important right that we have in this country. And also simultaneously believe most cops are really good at their jobs and saving lives, right? And so you can be supportive of both police and protesters. And I actually think that's where the majority of the country is, but I don't think it's where the majority of our national discussion is. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I also think, too, what's amazing about it, and you would know this, you know, when it came to dealing with the coronavirus, it seemed like the country was split. But when it came to the death of George Floyd, it was like the first time I could remember that it seemed like the, you know, overwhelming there majority. Is no, there is no other side, right? People watched exactly. that video, and they said this is unacceptable, and the people who exactly. did it should suffer consequences. This was not some sort of, you know, a situation where people watch that and some people were like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if it's correct. Like a lot of these controversial crimes yes. in the past, doesn't matter what they are, 
there's usually a segment of the population, like even let's use OJ, right? Like OJ is probably the most co- uh, most famous uh, crime in the last 40, 50 years in this country, right? There yep. were uh, some people, uh, you know, a substantial minority, who were like, oh, I believe OJ Simpson was innocent. He didn't deserve to be found guilty, like throughout that yep. entire trial. Let's say that's 25% of the population. That might be high. I think the percentage that believes OJ is innocent today is lower than that, but let's say it was 25 there's no one. I haven't heard a single person who's like, yeah, those cops uh, don't deserve to suffer consequences, assuming the jury agrees and the, they deserve a right to a trial like everybody else. But I haven't heard anybody argue the other side, so to speak, of that because there isn't another side, which you're right. I mean, that is a uniform opinion that there needs to be a redress, a justice for, uh, for that situation. And yet here we are today, and that's why I look at a guy like Udonis Haslam, who's a pretty thoughtful guy. He obviously has a head on his shoulders, and he's well-respected because he basically can't play anymore, but he's been on the Miami for the last four years because he knows because the yeah. organization knows how much he means to younger players, and he could teach them, and you know, basically he indoctrinates them into the culture of the Miami Heat. So he's an important guy to have. But he came out the other day, and he said exactly what you said, because he said, listen, I want justice for George Floyd. Yep. I don't want to see my city burn, but I have family members who are cops, and I'm concerned about them. Like, you're allowed, yeah. like, all three things are allowed to be true. And I think, you know, I, I look at a guy like that, and when he was talking, I said, I completely agree with him. But we're also at a part where you feel everyone has to be careful what they say, because everybody just wants to denounce everybody. And when we should be talking, and it seemed like the first time this was, and I still think we're going to have a lot of dialogue about it, but we've got to get past this. I don't agree with your opinion not only do you need to shut up, but I'm going to not try to ruin your career and run you out. Like we can't, we can't do stuff like that's that. That's what I agree. That that's the problem with cancel culture in general, and, and and cancel culture has become rampant on social media. It is yes. not just I disagree with you, right? To me, there's a big difference between you know you have an opinion, I have an opinion, we debate it. Everybody out there listening to us right now, we're not going to have opinions that are 100% in cahoots. I always say if you I'm not even sure I 100% agree with myself every single day cuz I'm constantly <laughs> I'm constantly questioning my opinions, right? And and people well, yeah, are always you get, you get information. You new information, information makes me makes me reassess, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. and there are certain core tenets. I'm a first amendment absolutist, but otherwise, you know, there are other things that are happening. I always say like I don't even speak for my house. At least half of what I believe is immediately canceled out by my wife. And, and, and yeah. as a married man, probably more than half of what I believe is immediately canceled out by my wife, right? So there are a lot of people out there who are like, okay, I'm going to go vote uh, for whatever election it is. And I feel like on some level, there's a lot of people who are in marriages like mine where you're like, we ought to just both agree not to go vote today. Like, everybody should go vote. But (laughs) I immediately, like, I'm standing in line with my wife frequently, and whatever I'm going to vote, she's going to immediately vote the opposite, right? So I don't even speak for my household. And by the way, I think that's healthy because having someone that you love and that you have kids with that you disagree with isn't a bad thing, right? We, in many ways, I think as a society, we have embraced this idea that conflict is bad. And I think conflict is ensures that we end up with a better result than we would if somebody just doesn't say what they really think. And as a result, the conversation ends up broken. And so I want to circle back around to this cancel culture idea. For people who don't understand cancel culture, and it's, it's happened to comedians, it's happened with opinion makers in sports, it's happened in uh, certainly in, in anybody basically who has a public platform. 
Cancel culture is not, I disagree with you. I disagree with you is the very heart of the First Amendment. Cancel culture is, I disagree with you, and you shouldn't have the right to your opinion. And then a lot of times it goes further than what the opinion is right now. It's like, you shouldn't have the right to your opinion. And 24 years ago, you said this, and so therefore you're not allowed to say this now. And I always say, Frank, and I'm curious, and I wrote this in my book, and I don't know if we've had this conversation, but I'm a big fan of comedians, right? Because I think through humor, we can often address sensitive topics that otherwise would not be able to be addressed, right? And most people I know are also big fans of comedians, and certainly the popularity of Netflix stand-up specials would reflect that that's still true even in this culture. If someone were to go outside a comedy club and protest a comedy club when a famous comedian came to do his comedy or her comedy act there, if they stood outside with like a cancel, it doesn't matter who it is, you know, Aziz Ansari or Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld, whoever the comedian is that you like, they could hold that sign up and you would be like, man. What a loser that guy is, right? You'd be like, yeah. can you imagine standing outside of a comedy club and protesting because you don't like the jokes that somebody's going to tell inside? You would be like, man, that person is a loser. But that person would have bought a poster board, would have made a sign, would have <laughs> spent the time to get in a car and or public transportation and go stand on the sidewalk outside of a uh, of a, a comedic establishment to make sure that everybody driving by on the road saw what he or she was protesting, right? And we would all yep. drive by in our cars and be like, man, that guy needs to get a life. What a loser. If you don't like a comedian, just don't go watch them. You shouldn't be in the position of deciding what they're going to say. But we would all call him a loser. That same person gets on social media and tweets it, and we give them credence and attention, even though it literally requires a fraction of the effort to share that opinion as would be required to protest and stand outside of a comedy club. To me, our response to both should be the same, and if anything, we should give more credit to the person who's willing to spend the time, effort, and the energy to protest out in the sun, the rain, the snow, the sleet, whatever it is on the side of the road, yet every single one of us driving by would be like, what a loser on social media. We're like, how brave. It's uh, 100%. And you mentioned Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld. They won't even go to college campuses anymore. Yeah. Because Chris, you know, Chris Rock, like, like most people, pretty outspoken when it comes to to police brutality, but his act is edgy. He's going to say things that are meant to be funny. He's pointing out some of the hypocrisy in life and having some fun with it and pointing out, you know, flaws that people have and prejudice. And he does it in a funny way. Jerry Seinfeld's even much more vanilla than Chris Rock is, but they just don't want to put up with the hassle yeah. of going there because every, everyone gets so insulted by everything. Now, and that's before the time that we're in now because, every you know, everybody really has to, Watch what they say. Hey, listen, in some ways, it's not the worst thing to watch what you say, and you, you want to be sensitive towards everything, but I sometimes think the reaction is a bit overboard. Oh, I, I always think the reaction's a bit overboard. And look, I, that's even for people that I think have absolutely lunatic opinions, right? They still have the right to engage in the public marketplace of ideas, and I think what happens is when we shout people down, we actually create far more antagonism. People think, oh, I've won. I've shut that person down. I've shut them up. 
The reality is when you are combating someone's opinion, you are often elevating it in the mind of others because they sit around and they say, wait, this is, this is not right uh, that this person yeah. has, been, has been shouted down. And so I think it's all so fascinating the way – like I was also talking with my wife, Frank, recently, and, uh, and there was a meme that was going around, and it was like when we were in college, Rage Against the Machine was very popular. You know, yep. like uh, and and all these uh, all these musical bands and 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 acts were pushing the envelope on what was acceptable in society, whether it was you know Madonna or Prince or Kanye West or you know like I said, Rage Against the Machine. It was like as creative people, we are expanding the bounds of what uh, of what creativity allows. Now these same people are like wear a mask and don't leave your house and listen and do everything that the, everything that the government tells you. And I'm like, wait a minute, you were raging against the machine, and now you're telling me that I've got to do everything the machine tells me to do. It's just a profound disconnect in many ways. I tend to be skeptical in general, and I think that's yeah. the, law- the lawyer in me because I have seen so many times where when you actually look at the facts of the case – it doesn't resemble at all the way the media covered the facts of the case, right? When you actually dive into it, and I've still found that to be true time after time after time, and so I'm a natural skeptic, and that's why when I come forward with an opinion, it's usually after I've done a lot of research, looking at data, looking at details and everything else, and sometimes that's an opinion that's counter to the quote-unquote popular opinion, but I'm confident that my opinion is well-informed and and that's a big thing is that you know this loss between well informed and and everybody I w- I've been saying it on the show for weeks now but I think it's an important line everybody has the right to their own opinion everybody doesn't have the right to their own facts and that's an important yeah. distinction. You know I, I think about this you know when you talk about comedians you think about two guys like Richard Pryor and George Carlin if they were yes. still around today yes. I mean two guys who were brilliant I mean was there anything funnier than Richard Pryor would make fun of like uh, white people and the way he would talk and and walk I mean I wonder if that would even go over today I mean the guy was an absolute genius and you you know you, when you would watch his comedy specials you, you you're laughing start to finish and George Carlin was the same way. It's just a much and Carlin's big, Again, Carlin's big piece was about the words that you're not allowed to say. Was and it seven, pointing seven out seven words? Yeah, seven I words. Think I think that you're, yeah, yes, whatever. Well, that was his most famous and is his most iconic uh, comedic bit. And it was pointing out lampooning the absurdity of the lines that we draw when it comes to speech. If anything, that is even more prominent now and needed. And the list would be a lot longer of what you're not allowed to say. And by the way. <laughs> It would change every year, right? Like yeah. every year, it's like, oh, there's a new word that is now inappropriate to use. And, you know, some of that can be positive, I suppose. But the idea that we are defining what is able to be said every year and expanding what can't be said and everything else, it's just like it, 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 is, it is calling, begging for a lampooning. And I'll give credit to him. Dave Chappelle seems yeah. to have become one of the and there are others obviously but Dave Chappelle seems to have become one of the free speech wings of the American comedic 
group. Yes. And I think other guys, like Kevin Hart, who got canceled because he couldn't host the Oscars because he made a joke somebody didn't like 15 years ago. Like what, <laughs> what world are we in when you go through a comedian's old jokes and decide 15 years later that that was an inappropriate joke? I mean, you go back and watch Eddie Murphy, Raw, and, and, uh, and uh, what was it, Raw and uh, – Whatever, Dub, look up with the other name. I've already forgotten him now. But you used to go back and watch. I've watched the Eddie Murphy stuff from the 80s well, he and the apo- 90s. He, apolog- he, he apologized apolog- for those. Yeah, well, some, some, some of it was later. Like, you're like, ooh. You know, like, I mean, he wasn't necessarily on the cutting edge of understanding how AIDS worked, for instance, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, like, the jokes that he made in 1983 uh, or 84 in the early stages of, of Raw, I want to say it was Deliverance, but I don't, I, I don't think it was Deliverance, um, but, uh, but Eddie Murphy's uh, stand-up act. So, yes, yeah, some jokes are not going to age that well because, <laughs> you know, like, we become more scientifically aware of, say, how a virus works, right? Uh, but, yeah. but I mean, his fearlessness in that was pretty remarkable. Well, think, think about a guy like Howard Stern, like in where he built his career. Even he's come, uh, done almost a 180. Oh, yeah. He's now he, like, he, he's now the mainstream. Yeah, he, exactly. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, they used to want to run him off the radio, but he's, you know, listen, as he's gotten older, he's got older daughters. Now maybe he's giving a grandkids. I have no idea, but he views the world a little bit differently. I know it angers some people because they're saying, well, you built your career kind of making fun of the people that you've now become. But I guess that's part <laughs> it of, is, you know, it is, getting I, a yes. bit older. Delirious, by the way. Is what I, was, I kept thinking Deliverance, and I'm like, I don't think that's a movie. Delirious and Raw, by the way, the two Eddie Murphy comedy specials. Uh, Frank, I appreciate you as always. Did I, was there anything else I was going to ask? We got to no, We always but, have but, interesting. But I was going to say something. I'm pretty sure Eddie Murphy, Roosevelt, Long Island, Howard Stern, Roosevelt, Long Island. Doctor J, Roosevelt, Long Island. Not bad. No, that's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty. Well, isn't <laughs> isn't Jerry Seinfeld from right around Roosevelt, Long Island too? He's yeah. He's he's from Massapequa, and then the great Jim Brown, um, who was a big lacrosse player as well as a football player, was from Manhasset, which was just uh, just north of uh, of Roosevelt, Long Island. That's, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Pretty Lots of New York knowledge dropped there uh, from uh, from the one and only Frank Isola. I appreciate the time, my man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Clay. Thanks a lot. That's at the Frank Isola. I am Clay Travis. When we come back, more on the NBA return. It's a pretty fantastic discussion, as always, with Frank Isola. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly 
O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be just heard a lot of discussion with Frank Isola there, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. I always enjoy talking to him. But I think one of the true challenges, and I'll talk about this a little bit more here to come in the show, but I think one of the true challenges is the way our society is created today, it encourages you to have incredibly strong opinions that are about three inches deep. And what I mean by that is, People think, remember we had Peter King on the show and I basically dissected all of his opinions and you saw, wow, Peter King really doesn't have any substance to back up anything that he believes. He just believes things. And so I think it's important if you're going to have strong opinions, and I certainly have strong opinions on this show, but I try to make sure that there's a lot of factual data backing it up. So in other words, like if you suddenly saw a 20-foot giant in front of you, and it was blocking the road. And you were like, man, this is going to be so hard to get through. And then somebody walked up and they just punched right at the giant and they suddenly realized it was cardboard and they went right through. That's what a lot of opinions are these days. A lot of opinions in the world of sports, if they are actually probed in any way, they're 20 feet tall, 
oh, I believe this to the, the every, as far as you can see and as far, I, I believe this so much. And you're like, okay, well, why do you believe that? And you walk up and you start to probe it a little bit. And then, boom, you see it's cardboard deep. That's where I think we are with a lot of the discussion that goes on in society today. Really, really strong opinion. It looks like it's so massive and how huge it is. And then you start to deconstruct it and you walk right through it because it's cardboard. And the reason why I bring that up is I think very often people who believe that they are far apart on the issues, if they sit and talk, realize that they aren't actually that far apart on the issues. And also that the answer is often somewhere in the middle as opposed to on either extreme. And I'll give you an example with the protests going on right now. I believe robust First Amendment discussion is one of the most important things, if not the most important, we can have in this country. So I support everybody's right to protest. Not only to protest for things that I agree with. Whether you're protesting the lockdown in Michigan or you're protesting racial injustice in any part of the country that's going on right now. I support your right to do that. But I also believe that police officers are being unfairly demonized based on zero strong evidence that police officers as a group are truly doing awful jobs for members of our community as a whole. We know that police officers do commit crimes. And when they do, they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But we also should know that that is a tiny minority of people in the blue, wearing the badge, that are doing that. And when you try to paint with a broad brush, you are often doing the same thing you are accusing others of doing. You are judging someone based on how they look as opposed to how they behave. And so the flaw here very often is in believing that you can't simultaneously support police officers and also support people who are protesting. Now, that means police officers should be able to and should arrest people who are looting or rioting. But they should be there to protect everybody who is not. You can believe in police and also believe in protest. Those aren't two diametrically opposed ideas. I'm going to build on this more as we start off Hour 3, talking about Drew Brees, the coronavirus, and the protesting in general. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you who have hung out with us all week. You can get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. No limitations apply, however, to this show. And I hope you've enjoyed it today. Um, And if you have, and I know a lot of you have, because our podcast numbers I see are skyrocketing, um, I would encourage you to share it with your friends. What I like to do on this show is have real discussions about real issues rooted in fact and not be afraid to say exactly what I think. I believe many of you out there feel stifled because of the conversations that you see on Facebook and Twitter 
and social media and maybe at your jobs as well where you feel like I can't say what I would like to say because I am afraid if I say it, I'll lose my job or I'll create larger issues. And I think that goes to the fundamental heart of the cancel culture and why I was disappointed that Drew Brees apologized. There's a difference between disagreement and a disagreement that requires an apology. We're not all going to have the same opinions on all different sorts of issues. Just because you disagree with my opinion and become upset by it doesn't mean that your feelings trump mine. Why should I be required to say something I don't agree with in order to avoid hurting your feelings? I'm not talking about being factually wrong. If I'm ever factually wrong on this show, I come out and I say, you know what, I got a fact wrong because that's important because I care about whether you trust my opinions or not. And in order to be rooted in sound reality, a fact needs to be basing, uh, opinions need to be based upon facts. And so, but why is there the belief that because you disagree with my opinion, like we saw with Drew Brees, we saw players crying because they disagreed with Drew Brees' opinion. They didn't share their own opinion. They disagreed with Drew Brees' opinion. Well, it's not Drew Brees' opinion. It's not Drew Brees' responsibility to be concerned, I don't believe, about his opinion upsetting people when it's 100% valid. He said exactly why he stands up for the national anthem. It's not his fault that his answer upset some people. And the problem with Drew Brees' apology is it sets in place this expectation that you're going to apologize for what you say if it upsets people. That shouldn't be the standard of debate in America today. If Donald Trump and Joe Biden are going toe-to-toe in the debates this fall and one of them shares facts that upset the other and the other started crying on the stage, I think he would lose the election right then and there. I think people would be like watching it on television. Oh my God, this other grown man got upset because he disagreed with the opinion of this other grown man and he started crying. That's not the fault of the person who delivers the opinion that makes the crying occur. Real debate in this country requires that there be, at times, an uncomfortable discussion of facts and an uncomfortable discussion of opinions as well. If you don't do that, what you do is create this underlying toxicity that I believe is the underbelly of all of social media on the internet. I tell you exactly what I think every single day. As a result, I feel pretty liberated every time I finish the show. I don't have to worry about creating fake accounts to go out there and say what I really believe like we've seen happen in athletics so many times. Honesty, when it comes to difficult situations, is, I believe, almost always the best policy. And if we're not going to allow Drew Brees to say what he really thinks 
and we're going to make him issue what I think is a hollow apology to try to avoid negative attention. It's not a way to better the country. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening this week. We'll be back Monday. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Go download the podcast. Have fantastic weekends. Go live your lives. Get out and get this economy back roaring again. This has been Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.